Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Dipsticks, slack jaws, nitwits, numpties, knuckleheads, retards, spastics, and bombs. Welcome to all the people that are as thick as two short planks and those that are one tinny short of a six pack. This is Sideboob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Orpike, and joining me are my fellow idiots, John and AJ. AJ, how are you? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. And John, are you wearing your bib? Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm... I've got all my my um, safety cutlery as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> get the cork on the end of your fork. Yes, yes. So uh, that's a great intro, uh, Ricky. Again, I I really hope a lot of people listen to this show because it's that is that needs to be heard by a lot more people than it is, I'm sure. The Idiots 1998 is what we're doing tonight. Lars von Trier, directed by, written by. Uh, it's part of the Golden Heart uh, trilogy. So each film in this trilogy, it's it's uh, this is the first one, the second one is Breaking the Waves from 1996, and the third one is Dancer in the Dark 2000, which we'll be covering as well. Uh, loosely, Golden Heart, it, it, remain, it sort of means naive heroines who maintain their golden hearts despite the tragedies they experience. But that's on the that's on the inside. On the outside of this movie is uh, mental retardation. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So now, uh, who had seen this film before? No one. No, <laughs> never. I sprung you. I jumped. You, you really this did. One. I do <laughs> yes. feel like that. <laughs> yes, this is one of those ones that you you sort of you don't tell people anything about it. You just say, "Oh, just just watch the idiots. Just watch the idiots," and then they watch it, and then that's the end of your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's funny though because you think they're legitimately disabled until they get into the taxi after like the first scene, and then they crack up laughing and. They they break the ca- their character, I guess, and then you just like, yes, oh, holy they do. Fuck. It's, it's quite hey, hey, hey! The story follows Karen, uh, whom we meet at a witsy restaurant, and uh, we don't know anything about her except that money's tight right now, we do know that. A few tables over, there are a group of mentally disabled people, two men and a female, uh, presumably their carer, uh, celebrating a birthday. I think I feel like they're celebrating a birthday or something. I, I thought I read that in the subtitles. This is a Danish film, by the way. We didn't mention that. Uh, the men cause discomfort in the uh, bourgeois diners uh, at the restaurant by uh, by interacting with them uh, and doing all the things you'd expect. Uh, their noises and actions clearly out of place uh, in the restaurant. Uh, the head waiter begs them to leave, but the men don't want to go. Karen, our lone diner, whom uh, one of the disabled has taken a shine to, uh, sort of helps escort them all back into a taxi outside and even goes along for the ride. Uh, and this is where Karen learns about spazzing, or I feel like I should say it in Danish, spazzing, or whatever they say, you know, we say, repeat this a lot. Uh, but in, in the, uh, I'm sure uh, just our, the vernacular would be spazzing. You know? Spazzing. Spazzing. <laughs> and the men reveal in the taxi that they are actually putting on an act and uh, they're in fact completely abled. And furthermore, their handler is also putting an act on an act. And they're actually part of a disparate group of people who live together in a sort of commune and are led by one of the men, Stoffer. Now, Karen hooks up with the group uh, sort of informally and they embark on their main activity, which is spazzing in public. 
And we follow them as they go to a factory excursion <laughs> and to a public pool where their antics cause awkwardness all around. Uh, or lots of different reactions, really, but but there's a lot of awkwardness in, the, awkwardness in there as well. Uh, Karen doesn't really join in on the spazzing, uh, telling Stoffer that she thinks they're making fun of real disabled people, that there's real people with real illnesses out there. Uh, and uh, I think she also questions that uh, they're also sort of um, making fun of of normal people in a way or, or, or taking them for a ride. And But Stofford retorts and says that he thinks it's the abled people, sort of the bourgeois people in particular, that are uh, are the real stooges and they're the ones that um, that they're, they're sort of uh, making uh, making fun of. Or they're the ones poking fun, rather. So when Stoffer's uncle shows up to the estate, this the commune where all the group is staying, we learn that Stoffer is actually meant to be helping sell the house. And when a nice young couple show up to check the place out, Stoffer makes sure they will never return by telling them that there's a mental institution next door and that the inmates like to pop on over whenever they feel like it. Uh, the group I- in general is dispirited after uh, an arranged visit by some actual disabled people. Uh, after this interaction, they sort of lose steam, but they're re-energized when Karen finally begins to spaz herself. Okay? So she pulls them out of their <laughs> funk. And um, after someone from Town Hall tries to bribe Stoffer, telling him that he will ensure that uh, he gets grant he gets grant money if he moves his ha- his house of disabled people, uh, Stoffer loses it and chases the man away, taking all his clothes off and screaming like a madman. And in order to cheer up the distraught Stoffer, the group throw a party for him and ask him what he wants, and he says that he would like a gangbang, and that's what they give him. <laughs> Uh, with cracks starting to show in the group, Stoffer demands that they all stop messing around. They need to get serious and they need to spaz in a place of personal consequence in front of their friends or their family or perhaps at work uh, because he thinks they're all sort of mucking around. And we see a failed attempt by Henrik, one of the members uh, who tries to spaz in front of his, uh, his art class. He's a teacher, doesn't go well. Uh, and the group is really on the eve of disbanding when Karen confesses to that being an idiot with them was the best thing that she's ever done and she resolves to do her part by spazzing in front of her family and takes a group uh, one of the group members Suzanne along with her now at Karen's home it's a lot of re- revelations all in a short space of time we learn that only two weeks earlier she disappeared without telling her mother her sister or her husband and it turns out that the reason she went missing and joined the group uh, of spazzers was that her baby boy died and that she was unable to attend the funeral because of her grief. So Karen cops uh, anger and resentment from her family before finally spazzing in front of them. And it's quite grueling to watch, but but cathartic. And finally, Suzanne uh, tells her that she's done enough and, and, and then asks her if she'd like to go. And she says yes, and so she leaves. Okay? And that's... That's the end of the spazzing and the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the you, you forgot to mention that she gets slapped by her mm. husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does. Okay, all right. Fair enough. The husband slaps her. <laughs> no, he does. That's a, that, I always remember that. This is a shocking moment. Like, she's spazzing, and um, he's so enraged by what she's doing because she's just, like, going, and food's coming out of her mouth. He just goes, well, bang! And, like, hits, it cracks her one, and then um, she perseveres and... I, I couldn't stop thinking about this film after I saw it for, for a few reasons, but one in particular. Now, now, AJ, do you ever get a dark, fleeting thought in the back of your mind that usually rears its ugly head when you see an intellectually disabled person, a, a thought that you squash almost as soon as it, it occurs? Do you ever see a retard and think, you lucky bastard? <laughs> no. Hey, Ricky, I've written, I've written a, a, a sentence here. It says, the unsayable... Uh, is that somewhere in a dark corner of our minds, we wonder if it would be better to be operating on fewer cylinders. <laughs> the smarter and more aware you are, the more miserable you're likely to be. Yes. Perhaps it's better to respond to stimuli only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, well, yes. Yes. In answer to your question uh, that you didn't ask me, I have had that Because sometimes recently. when life is tough and the thought of not having to worry about money, a job, a career, co-workers, politics, dating... Social conventions, wokeness. wokeness, yeah, never being able to speak your mind in public for fear of social ostracization. You can the, just pull it out as well if you want. 
exactly you can do that but, and, but and get away like with it you know well that's what they say you're just like yeah right <laughs> but but not having to worry about not having to worry about all of that is appealing from time to time mm. you know but you, but the, but the aj well aj he's asked you respond come on pro, pro, he's saying think about what he's saying he's saying um it's better it's better to be a retard. can i just go like a little bit autistic like I don't, I don't, oh, I, don't yeah, I can't sure. go full retard. Okay. Well, see, that's that's another another interesting aspect of this of this film is that um, there are people today that are, are self identifying as having mental disorders, mm. like self ident like self diagnosing them Definitely. themselves on the autism spectrum, or you've got a whole kind of weird subculture of of young girls ticking on on mm. on, on, on on TikTok and and pretending or or maybe they're legit of, of having Tourette syndrome yeah. and but but if you were going to self identify into it, like what I don't understand is. Why would you say I've got Tourette's or something dumb like that? Why wouldn't you say I've got champion disorder and I'm a total champion? <laughs> like what? Like or like you know I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking wicked disorder. And then you go, what does that mean? And you go, well, it means that like just get me to do something and I'll do it fucking wicked. <laughs> like, like why is it never that? It's never that. It's always it's always full low grace, bar. It's always grace. low bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, because the low bar is is easy to achieve. Mm. Because you just go, oh, like, you know, feel sorry for me. Oh, because I've got, I say, oh, cocks and balls, dick dick and fanny, you know, like. Well, that's that's maybe one way to get free speech back is if everyone identifies as having Tourette's, you can just say whatever you want and you just, I'm I'm so sorry, it's the Tourette's. I sort of feel like I do have it sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest with you. I can't keep it in, you know what I'm saying? But... But I, I feel like there are kind of many levels to the to the idiot way of life that these guys are into, and I, I'm still thinking a lot about, you know, this this whole movie. So I don't fully understand the whole situation. But you know, the first obvious layer and the one that I guess some critics and and people who hate the movie just can't get past, and that's that these guys are just grifters and freeloaders. Mm. But I think it 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 goes a little. I mean, they are that, but it goes a little <laughs> deeper. It's it's kind of a, a punk like fuck you to traditional suburban life and but but also that you know these people they seem very dissatisfied with their lives and society in general. Yeah, but the mistake that that, that those critics are making, and I'm sure it'll come up later, but is is that the the characters in this movie are neither good mm. nor bad, and the things they do are neither good nor bad. It, they, there is a mixture of of positive and negative charges and. So what you're looking for in a traditional sense is being robbed from you because Stoffer is kind of a fucking asshole. Oh, he's definitely but, an but, asshole. But he's kind of right as well. And um, he's, he, he's outraged. The people he's outraged at are fucking um, living a lie. You know what I mean? Like all the people who, uh, they're all stuffy and like he is part of that because he's, he's obviously juiced into that, 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 that uh, bourgeois lifestyle. But at least he's doing something, mm. like you know, and he's and he's about something. So I, I I feel like people are trying to, yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like that 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 one of the the strengths of the movie is that um, you know, uh, it's there's no one saving the cat in this fucking mm. movie. It's just like yeah, well, I suppose she does sort of save the retard at the very beginning <laughs> when that she meets. She has a cute meet with Stoffer, <laughs> and she does save him, puts him in the taxi. So, but go. he's saving her. <laughs> there, well, he is. Oh, he is saving her. Well, I love that this movie has rocked Ricky to his his very it really core. It's hit you, and that's good. That's proof of fucking concept. We could just be watching fucking Back to the Future again, and be going, oh, well, imagine if Marty went back to Roman times. <laughs> <laughs> you know? In the Colosseum, that would be great. And everyone, see, <laughs> you can't to check it out. This is good. <laughs> this is good. But the reason, yeah, I mean, I just think this movie is is spectacular. I think Lars von Trier is spectacular, and uh, it's part of my year of gratitude. I, I, I think that this is. Um, this is just beyond. This movie's beyond a joke. I can't believe this movie got made. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe it got made. I can't believe it won awards. It mm. won like um, Danish Academy yeah. Awards, and 
um, it's it's vastly superior to to a lot of other fucking movies, mm. you know. And I, I and um, at some point, uh, I'll talk about Dogma ninety five. But perhaps did you want to continue? Did you have more to more to say? Um, I I found it a little bit of a tough watch. Just because of the combination of the sort of crappy video quality and the subtitles, like mm. that, it took me a while to kind of tune into that. I've kind of struggled with that a little bit. Um, and, you know, if only I could speak Danish, it would be a much better experience. But um, but that kind of struck me to begin with. But then I kind of, uh, you know, because I don't know much about this this kind of manifest manifesto, um, but I've, I, I sort of got in tune with okay what they were doing. You know, it's sort of like a it's supposed to be like a home video documentary, mockumentary, sort of a style. So then I was kind of really on board. Um, but there's just so many scenes we could talk about. <laughs> in this. I mean, fucking hell, selling the Christmas trees, <laughs> selling these just these these shitty going door to door selling. Just the the worst looking homemade like Christmas decorations, like and mud with a with a candle, <laughs> a bent candle, and then it. just picking a number out of your ass, which is and saying it. How much is it? Nigga, six hundred dollars. Yes, and, and five cents. Yeah. No, but they're always saying five, five cents, but and five cents. Yeah. <laughs> Vi kommer fra et kollektivt for mentalt handicappet lidt længere ned ad vejen. But this that's the thing. This movie's funny. Mm. Yeah, this movie is very funny. Things. Like like and it's purposely funny in parts and and obviously there are there are line calls where you're like, "Oh, I don't know if that's funny." There's plenty of stuff that's straight up funny. Like the funniest scene in the movie is when Jep, one of the guys, uh, is spazzing and uh, uh, Stoffer is his his handler for the day. And he uh, leaves him with yes. a couple of really hard-looking guys, <laughs> yes. and says, "Can you just look after him for they're, a while?" They're like bikers. Bikers yeah. leaves him with his hard bikers. Says, "Here, look after him." Then, and he's like, "No, I don't want to." And then, and because he's spazzing, he's not allowed to break character. He has to stay mm. with them. And at one point, they try and do the right thing. They're like, "Oh, he needs to take a piss." Yeah. And so they take him down into the, into <laughs> oh, the to, to the urinals, oh. and he's standing there, like, and the look on his face is pained. Look on his face, like, oh, <laughs> he's <laughs> trying to take a piss. And they go, "Oh, they can't piss on their own." That's right. And then they take down his pants and hold his little penis, yeah. and he's tr- <laughs> trying to force it. He's going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to force, it. and little squirts oh, yeah. come out because it's the most. That is a horror movie. Uh, yeah. That is a horror. It went for a long time. <laughs> yes, as someone who struggles to piss in front of other guys, like yeah. I, I totally understood what was going on. Yeah, I went through a, a, a yeah, it's taking a long time for me to get used. Cortis, Cortis, yeah, now that's a great scene. Or just little things like um, they when they go to the pool, there's a quick shot of one of the guys spazzing in the pool, and he's using two paddles as like in his hands, mm. and he's just like, like in the most ridiculous <laughs> setup ever. <laughs> or the other guy, there's a nudist woman who's who's part of the group, and she, she always loves to get a gear off. Yeah, loves it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could talk about her, Nana. I think her name is, and I mean, I have some some half baked theories, but what do you think her the deal is with her. She she likes the attention, but then but then when she gets it, she like turns the tables mm. and like at, well, at the pool like she's scene, she's doing like doing the same thing as them though. Really, she's I guess so playing with conventions mm. and yeah. playing playing with. Uh, she's maybe it's a little bit of surrealism as well, but her thing in that scene is you know acting like her tops popping mm. off and then like going up to these guys and saying, excuse me can you help me like put this on and then like she turns around and says oh did you did you rub my back like and they're like no and they probably didn't you know yeah. maybe they did i don't know and then she's like my husband will uh, you know will be after. and then one of the mental mentally uh, disabled guys uh is the husband in the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's chasing after them you know it's 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 delicious oh no what about this they go to the factory mm. and they finish their dumb factory uh thing which is so real and just so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's like they're being trained to to work like you know this is the, the sort of the kind of factory work that that, that mentally disabled people yeah would, would, i know what would, you mean would do you know 
And then when they're leaving, uh, he the, the guy who's with the foreman or whatever who's been showing them around says, "Wait, wait, he's driving, and one of the one of the spazzers is going to drive." And he's then they say and they and they call out. They say, "Yes, yes, responsibility is good for them." <laughs> <laughs> and the car is almost hitting everything, and you know, I mean, this is this is a, this is comedic and and um, and uh, and brilliant, you know. Hey, hey, hey! Did the film get you emotionally? At the end, definitely. Like when when the wheels are falling off. Well, I watched it last night. Now, I I don't think I've seen this movie in almost 20 years. Uh, but I saw it a bunch back in the day, so I knew it quite well. So I'm a very different person. And see, on Mano Mano, we have, exp- we have our sign-off, which is don't be a fucking pussy, uh, AJ. <laughs> Okay. Now, I watched the end of this movie and I was a fucking pussy. Okay. I, um, I, I got got real, real, real good. Um, because when I saw this movie back in the day, I was young and foolish and get basically like every young jihadist. The reason young jihadists can smash into things and kill people and cut off heads is because they're young and male and aggressive and crazy. And they don't, they're, they're, they're not me. Okay. When you're now, when it's now, I got baggage, yeah. all right? <laughs> I got baggage, and um, when you find out that Karen's, like, the baby died, oh, man, hmm. I was a mess. Yeah. I was yeah. a mess. I was, I, was a, yeah. I was a total wreck. Like, And uh, I finally understood the film because that's one thing that, like, when you're young and dumb, you watch the movie and you're sort of attracted to the shocking elements, the gangbang scene. And, and you think it's jackass. You do you sort of yeah. think it's jackass. Yeah. That's a great reference. You do think it's that, and then you sort of ignore the end, or you've got no. There's no way of fit, particularly as a guy, because you're you mature much later uh, emotionally, and you've just got no way of fitting the the that scenario of Karen losing her kid or the emotions surrounding it in your heart or mind. Mm. Nothing. It will just it just will not compute, and so you sort of just go, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why she was doing it. Like you don't really think about like what it means. And yeah, totally got it. And it's brilliant in a sixth sense way because it sends you all the way back mm. to the very beginning. Like a great, this is a good twist. Yeah. This is a brilliant twist. This is a brilliant twist. Like where an emotional one where you go, oh my God. And it reframes. Because you, you sort of think that she and the rest of them, well, the rest of them, are, you sort of, we, they've all got different stories, but by and large, they come across as entitled and time wasters and a range of other things that, you know, all slackers or something. Mm. And she comes across that way too. And you're like, fucking wake up. What's wrong with you, you fucking dumb bitch? Mm. And then when you find out her reasoning, you, you're embarrassed and you go, oh my God. In fact, what she did was, um, uh, you know, hanging out with these people was was uh, in the scale of things you could do after such a, a terrible loss um, was actually a very good thing. <laughs> and what she got out of it was 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 um, arguably good. And and then what she ends up doing, becoming the ultimate idiot, mm. because everyone else punked out. I don't even know if Stoffer has done what she's done. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't do it to his uncle. No. no. So his his uncle rolls up right to to check out the house and and yells at him and smacks him around and he's he's yes you know three bags full sir sort of stuff like he doesn't do it in front of his man none of the, they all punk out like Josephine gets taken back by her dad all the other people punk out that's why this movie is um is transcendent and it's the and that's why it's the Golden Heart trilogy because she, she um triumphs in and I got no other way of putting this in a real Karate Kid like way. Mm. Over over grief, and um, I feel I felt at the end. In, in I'll wrap this up now, but I felt the same way I feel like at the end of Pulp Fiction or something like where they walk out and for reasons I I I can't explain and don't know why I'm I'm I feel catharsis I'm I'm delighted and sad and and pumped and I felt that during this movie. It was, it was, it was, it was, it, it, I, I totally got, I was not ready for this at all. I just thought I was going to watch this, the dicks and <laughs> fannies <laughs> and we we're going to talk about all Insertion. that and then I got punked. 
I go, oh, yes, yes, unsimulated. Are we, we going to talk about the gangbang? Yeah, go on, yeah, go on. What are you waiting? So, what the fuck are you waiting for? In the words of Jennifer Love Hewitt, what are you waiting for? So, does Stofa and the other guys rape that chick who wasn't into the gangbang, or was she just playing hard to get? Well, no, I need to know what you think first, and then I'll just call the, I'll just get the cops cops ready. <laughs> yeah. Because either way, they're coming yeah. for you. <laughs> so you've already asked the question. The question is, yeah, is already answered. Yes, the patriarchy. Okay? But uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, no. By modern standards, by modern consent standards, yeah, she was right. Mm. <laughs> you know? Because like, there was a lot of people saying no and, mm. say, you know, batting people away. Catherine Deneuve says that's good. She says that, you know. Yeah. Batting people away and smacking on the butt and all that—that's <laughs> good. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but the French are the French. They're way ahead. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it is a troubling scene. So, so they 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 put on a party for Stofa. They're all spazzing. It. I think they're all spazzing. I think there's maybe a one handler, at least one handler, maybe two. Yeah. And well, the chick who's running away yeah. from the gang bang. She's the she, handler. I don't think yeah. she's she's not. Yeah. And so he says a gangbang, and one of them's totally into it, the, the, the exhibitionist. She lays down, takes her clothes off. The chick in the corner, um, she's, yeah, they're trying to get her clothes off, and they ch- ch- chase her out, and you see balls as they're, you know, crawling all over her and outside. And then it just inside, they're just it's just a big orgy, and then we see this quick cut of a girl on top, you know, just penis going on. Penetration. <laughs> Penetration. Penetrative sex. Penetrative sex. <laughs> and um, and it's 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 quite something because I mean, and that was this is so late nineties, yeah, and early noughts is to get it, get get it out like that. Um, shocking. Yeah. And, well, I um, I was surprised that that you saw that. It's like it's only for a brief second, but it's like bam, it's right in your face. There it is, and then you're like, "Holy yeah, shit!" Yeah, it's for like, long enough. It's not like you think, "Oh my god, I saw that." It, it wasn't, wasn't. It wasn't like Fight Club, yeah. where the cock appears and you know, didn't <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, right. did, did, did I see that? Or, yeah, yeah, you know what you saw. No, it's like this cut. It cuts back to it twice. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's that angle because you mm. see butthole as well. Like yeah. you see it all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there it all is. <laughs> you know? oh, the darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I, I do have a quote here. So asked about the orgy scene, Anne-Louise Hassing said, now, I, I, now who, who did she play? She played Suzanne. So oh, the, which one's Suzanne? The raper. She's the That's one who, right. No, Suzanne's the one who, who goes with Karen to her family's mm. home at the end. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said that uh, nude scenes aren't particularly fun. Lars made it easy because he came in one day, undressed down to his socks, and said, "We're going to be nude today. And if you do it now, you're going to think about. Uh, if you don't do it now, you're going to think about that scene all the time and won't be able to relax. But things were tense anyway because it was very odd." The first day we shot uh, just actors together without the real thing, and the next day the porno standards came. And it was very uncomfortable. We just had to be in the frame while the stand-ins were doing their stuff. Lars did this scene to be true to the spazzing thing. Uh, if we didn't show that, he wouldn't have it all. Uh, and it's true to the <laughs> to the dogma because uh, the scene shows the real thing with no artificial light uh, to make it look beautiful. So <laughs> mm. the real thing, yes. down and dirty, dirty. Yeah. So I- explain this whole manifesto manifesto thing. So they had to have penetrative sex. Yeah, okay. So Dogma 95, just in short, it's just a, a set of rules that, that uh, a couple of geeky filmmakers, Lars von Trier and Thomas Winterberg, came up with these 10 rules, partly in, in, uh, in reaction to the times because, you know, the 90s, it was, it was very... Yeah, you just think of all the big budget, Independence Day, all these, you know, Star Wars came out in 99. It was... Matrix. It was just a. It's still. It's gotten worse. But it. But it was just a big budget, big pro- produced sort of time. Getting further and further away from the types of films that these guys really like, which is, you know, Ingmar Bergman movies and stuff. And and why? And and when we said, what? What's the point? 
what we care about is story and act and performance. And that's all that matters, performance and story. And so they created these 10 rules to, to shift the focus, uh, also referred to as the vow of chastity. Uh, basically, this is, we'll just run through them. So one, shooting must be done on location. Props and sets must not be brought in. Uh, if a particular prop is necessary for a story, a location must be chosen where the prop is to be found. So if you need a gun, you've got to go to a gun store or whatever. Uh, the sound must never be produced apart from the images or vice versa. Music must not be used unless it occurs in the scene uh, is being shot. So apparently they had a harmonica, whatever, when they had those My scenes. Cats freaked out. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they nah. went into it. The score. Uh, the camera must be handheld. Any movement or immobility attainable in the hand is permitted. The film must be in color. Special lighting is not acceptable, so no Suspiria sort of lighting. If there's too, too little light for exposure, the scene must be cut or a single lamp attached to the camera. Optical work and filters are forbidden. The film must not contain superficial action, so murders, weapons must not occur. Temporal and geographical alienation are forbidden. That is to say the film takes place in the here and now. Uh, genre movies are not acceptable. The film format must be Academy 35mm. The director must be uh, not credited. Uh, so, and uh, that is the, the the crux of it. And so that's why you have that tough time watching it because it's shot on digital. Mm. Uh, we've got jump cuts. We've got, yeah, and music only appearing when they've got, <laughs> you know, a musician a behind set, the camera. Yeah. We see if you, you know, there are times when the boom's in shot or another camera guy's in shot and they just leave it in. Uh, so we're, we're, we, that that's just how it is but that kind and of adds to the documentary feel though it yeah of course which is fine which i'm sure why they, they were into it. but i mean what just try this this is so, so funny to me now because try and imagine a time when people cared enough about the moving image to create a manifesto mm. yeah, yeah about it you know like you can say i would understand someone saying oh those are dumb rules and i'm like but we don't even get that what we get is indifference mm. today that's that's the problem and at least these guys are, love it or hate it are about something you know most projects now are about nothing and um and some of the rules are too much perhaps but the goals are totally on point uh it's about truth human concerns no fucking cg it's about story and performance and because ultimately and they made 35 of these movies and this is number two and they were all numbered and they had to part, get you get, get a certificate and everything like you had to apply oh, to, wow. to be a dogma 90, dogma 95 certified and uh, they, a couple of them were quite big, you know, really big. I remember, yeah, uh, Italian for Beginners was big and uh, the Festin was, I think, might have been the first one. Well, Dance in the Dark is big, right? Yeah, that sort of breaks the rules, though. So that's not technically... Right. This is the only certified Dogma 95 film he did, but he took some of the... Lars von Trier took some of the stylistics and that into the next two films right. I watched. Yeah. But he just, he just, Does he break some of the rules in this, though? Yeah, he's confessed to sort of bending them a little bit, but by I mean, by and large, it's like a ninety-nine percent follow. That's fucking it's difficult to do. <laughs> but it is. But imagine if you told, you know, someone making the Avengers, if you're just like, yeah, oh, you can't do A, B, and C, they'd be like, what? They you can't the use green is, screen. Mm, you're fucked then. But, but but they don't. They've forgotten what what the fucking point mm, of all yeah. this is. You know, at the end of the day, the reason this was so scintillating is because they could go with people. All it is is just acting, people's faces and humans and, you know, very. it's very simple. Mm. And you, you don't need, sometimes, I'm not saying we don't we don't need the Avengers. You can have the Avengers and sometimes, of course, I, you know, mano, mano, we talk about all these action movies and whatever, right? They break all these rules. But, you know, to do what cinema can really do the, you you don't need all of that. All we need is imagination, and ultimately, this movie goes to places that Hollywood can't go. Because think about all the unwritten rules of Hollywood. Now there's even more. In 1998, there was mm. some, but now there's a raft more. You couldn't you couldn't even get um, you wouldn't even be able to get the pitch for this movie yeah. out without someone um, destroying mm. your career. If you were like, oh, there's these people who pretend to be mentally retarded, they'd be like... You can't what? even think that, like, let alone pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they'd be like, did you yeah. think that? And I'm like, maybe? And they're like, man, they were like, man, you're fucking yeah. over. 
It's over. But how would that work too? Because anyone disabled in a movie now has to actually be disabled. So it just it just well, but work. these people are acting disabled though. Yeah. They're they're not they they are able people acting disabled. So that's the point. And this is but this is the nuance that the wokesters don't understand is that you'd go, Oh, it's so offensive what they're doing and the director and the uh, and the writer in this case would say, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> well, what do you mean, thank you? What do you mean? I'm saying fuck you. Stop it. Stop doing it. And I'm like, no, no, no. You've correctly identified one of the themes mm. of the movie. So thank you. <laughs> no, I don't get it. What do you mean? Stop it. There's right and wrong and you're wrong. And you go, no, no, no. These people are, you know, the world's mm. complex. They're, do- it's, um, uh, they're doing something that is, um, that, uh, is troubling. Absolutely. Let's talk mm. about that. It's like, um, and actually one of the movies that, and I think you'll like this quote, this ties into what I just said. Von Trier is heavily influenced uh, by Carl Theodore Dreyer and the film The Night Porter. There you go. And so we had that wonderful quote from the director of that movie who was saying some mad shit like, you know, oh, what a complicated relationship (laughs) the Nazi and the the camp chick had, you know, and and that's what Von Trier is. He's just one of these guys that, um, you know, uh, likes nuance and complexity and likes pushing buttons and th- he thinks you can, you're can you allowed to live, breathe in a world where those <laughs> things happen. Whereas now, people are like, um, if you had those thoughts like where you wanted to make me feel that way about retards, uh, then I want you to go to sleep tonight and never wake up. <laughs> you know, that's what the world they want. That's the world they want. You know, and they're like, I want She-Hulk. As well. I, I think it's interesting that he includes the scene where, where actual like mm. intellectually disabled people come to the house like there's i think there's five people with down syndrome next that level. Come. yeah and then they you can see that they all feel i don't know awkward about that and, they and, become and, the people that they've stooging out mm. on the street right. that's right yeah yeah and that but that's what i think what what the shitty camera quality uh makes us forget is how and he said he wrote this really quickly. I'm in awe of this guy's script writing. Like when you actually think about it, like how brilliant the script is, it's, this is, he is, and, and he's a real traditional filmmaker. This is complex stuff that he's dealing with. This is, but he is traditional. Like when you know what he's doing, you just go, wow. Like, like just that simple beat, you know, bringing real mentally disabled people in, they all, they be, that's a reversal. The group becomes bummed out. They become the stooges. And then, that's the point in the script where Karen spaz- spazzes herself, spazzes herself, <laughs> as they say in Denmark, mm. and that lifts them all, reinvigorates them all. That is Matt. That's, that is someone. He has got story beats in his bones. He knows what to do, and and he's totally never given credit for this. You know, people just sort of you sort of get caught up in all the shock jock stuff that you never really go, nah, man, strip all that back. This guy's an old fashioned filmmaker storyteller and that's why i mean if i was to plot it out it's just as beautiful and and as any mainstream hollywood drama as i said the ending is it's got this the same as karate kid it's triumph over over you know what was keeping you down triumph over grief and if that isn't fucking beautiful i don't know what is speaking of beautiful um i found something on the internet called a brief guide to spazzing like lars von trier's idiots (laughs) And this is by someone called Joseph John Lanthier. It was published on the 26th of September, 2012, at 4am. Oh, my God. This was before the world broke. I'm it is before the world broke. So, okay. How can I spaz? It's easy. Follow these simple steps. As gleaned from Lars von Trier's fascinating and powerful documentary on Stouffer and his associates. Okay, one. Definitely decide to spaz. It sounds like a a negligible step, but willpower is of the essence to the spazzer. Since spazzing provokes confusion and resentment just as often as it invites sympathy, one must learn to find encouragement in rejection as well as in appropriative pity. Behind the season spazzer's appearance of shy, porous idiocy lies an ironclad arrogance that bends for no one. (laughs) Number two, adopt a spaz character. (laughs) 
Will you be the kind of spazzer who dribbles food and water all over himself at restaurants? The kind that sinks his incisors into a simple mantra and refuses to let go for hours? The perpetually timid, gently rocking, spastically clawed fingered type? All are valid. Mm, I've liked, I like the claw. The claw type. I've always liked that. You're the that. claw guy? <laughs> uh, Attempt to configure your spaz ticks around the personal trauma you seek to exploit and conquer if possible. Relive and reenact moments of violence from your past. Oscillate wildly between giddiness and depression. And above all, tinker. Eventually, you'll develop a bag of spaz tricks into which you can reach for any occasion. Mm. Post it to the Reddit. <laughs> Number three, spaz in public. Choose a low-key setting for your first outdoor spaz. Maybe a dog park? If all goes well, graduate to more congested areas like grocery stores, street festivals and beaches. Do not let a few disgusted reactions or abusive exchanges discourage you. As your technique improves, so will your appetite for high-risk spazzing. Ultimately, attempt a trip to a restaurant with a non-spazzing caretaker party. Last, last point here, number four. Spaz for friends, family and co-workers. The goal, as outlined by Stouffer and his associates, is to be able to interweave one's spazzing identity, uh, his inner idiot, with one's otherwise ordinary domestic and professional life. Once the spazzer truly possesses the, cho- uh, the choice to jump between infantile and mature behavior at will, without fear of reprisal, whether or not he acts on that choice, then Stouffer's conceptual utopia, utopia has been achieved. The individual is loved and positively reinforced by both himself and his environment and will be henceforth impervious to nefarious manipulation. This cannot be managed without some difficulty, of course, especially if one works with the public or has a large family. But allow yourself to work up to the actualization of the technique steadily and never forget, if a family member or co-worker doesn't love your inner idiot, they simply don't love you. Now, That's a good point. Yeah, on that last point... Man, it's it's 2022, baby. This could apply to trans or any other kink you're into, mm, right? Just tell me more. just bring it out in the in the open to your coworkers. Okay. You um, know, I like to, to hot chick scissors. <laughs> <laughs> we know that from the last few weeks. Okay. All right, okay. sorry. Don't shame me. Just don't, just don't shame me. All right, I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> Just announce to all your co-workers that you actually identify as a six-year-old German girl with pigtails and... Just, you know, mm. even if Real you're 40. Girls. <laughs> mm. So how's that for a uh, a guide to spazzing? 4 a.m., yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. So definitely a 4 a.m. Yeah, definitely. I love that. That's what the internet's created for, is that sort of intensity. But he's right. He's, he's made some good points. That, that point about people not... He, I always think about that. There's that movie regarding Henry where he gets shot in the head. Harrison Ford gets shot at the beginning. He's like a lawyer, big shot lawyer, and he gets shot, and then he becomes basically a simpleton. And in other words, another offensive movie about kind of becoming a retard yep. and trying to get an Oscar for it. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, he, I, I think about that. Like you know, people sort of really treat him differently after that. I don't think that's the point. Yeah. But you know, it's a dark thought, isn't it? Like, do you think people around you? Yeah, yeah, would treat you 100%. differently if you were a retard, or yeah, it's like that. It's like that novel, <laughs> Flowers for Algernon. Oh, come on! That's why are you gonna bring it up. That's the saddest book I I've know. ever read. And I know. brilliant, the yeah. most brilliant book. I, I recommend that book, Flowers yeah. for Algernon. To everyone, everyone should read it. It's it's incredible. There's a movie called Charlie. I think they made it into. But I've never seen that. But the the book is just like solid. It's gold. the ultimate punch in the dick. <laughs> Oh, it is Johnny Cage punch. Like yeah. just like, yeah, it's about a guy who um, uh, he he's a, he's a retard agent, and uh, he they do a like a procedure on him, and he becomes increasingly smart right. and smarter and smarter and smarter. Genius, and, you know, level. genius level, and you get to experience this sort of Benjamin Button like growth of him. Mm. You know what I mean, and. Some of the questions we've raised actually come up in in the book, and um, uh, you know, and Algernon refers to a um, uh, pet mouse. Oh, um, you know, is a lab rat. Um, but it, a lab rat, yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's it's. You know, I don't want to go off topic too much, but uh, 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 I think it might just be 
one of the most beautiful pieces of art you know it's because it's pop art as well because it's it's, it was popular and 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 whatever but think about the i mean think about it ricky a human being put those words on on a bit of paper in an order and then you and i you know we're both like scissoring i guess but (laughs) like we're But we're different guys, you know what I'm is what I'm saying, AJ. We're different guys, and yet, and yet, we both, just like Bridges of Madison County, were yes. busted up, right? And uh, so, and that is that's an incredible achievement, and so, and, and it's one of those books that yeah gets you so good that you just go like you feel good about being a human. Mm. I feel like that's what this woke shit isn't doing. Like, no, you're meant yes, to feel definitely. Bad it doesn't make you feel good about you. That you're not doing. <laughs> no. yeah. 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 And who that's you right. are. And... <laughs> I do feel yes. bad. I told you. <laughs> told you I feel bad. But, no, because they, their goal is like, I've never seen one of these aspirational, sassy chicks or whatever that they, they constantly do movies and TV shows about. They've never gotten me to feel the way I feel. With like flowers of Algernon, or or even I've mentioned boys don't cry before. Like when I saw that, or even monster, or whatever. Any of that, like when something's good, and you feel something like this woke shit never gets you to feel that way mm. ever. Yeah, ever. It's just not something that it's possible to do. Like because you can because we as humans have a bullshit detector. Yeah, and it's not subtle because it is bullshit, and you told from the it's start. It's preachy, and it is preachy. That's right. Yeah. Well, look, there's too much to cover. Um, I feel like I got to do Keeper or Creeper before, so, and it's, it's just a sh- look. It's just a short one because, man, <laughs> pickings were slim. <laughs> pickings were slim, but still, there's always there's always something out there for. But isn't that true? There's always something for someone for everyone. So we've got uh, Jens uh, Albinus as, as Stofa. Uh, look, thirty to forty, yeah. I think. Of indeterminate age, he's one of those guys who's probably thirty. That yeah, but he looks forty-two. Um, lanky and lean, so yeah, he is. He's got he's really lean. Again, he's got that kind of uh, Joaquin Joker mm. sort of look with the body. Um, uh, I think comes from money, so I think he's he's doing all right. Um, nice digs. Mm. So um, I don't know. You've probably been out with some guys in share houses and That's whatnot. True. This guy's got like a mansion that he, you know, enough to house a, a lot of his mm. friends. Um, he seems educated, yeah. you know. So you might have to listen to some diatribes about this or that, but you can ask Katie and my wife all about what that's that's about and whether you're interested in that. Um, arrogant mm, asshole vibe, definitely. So not every guy gives off this sort of thing. Um, like I've met your partner Frank. He doesn't have this, this thing. <laughs> He's a lovely guy, and you meet and you're like, "Wow, what a lovely guy!" He doesn't have that. You don't leave going, "Man, what a fucking asshole," you know. Um, so this guy Stoffer has got some niche interests. Started up a club, an interesting club with some mates recently. Is all I'll say. So they they sort of get together and just I don't I don't know what they do, but it's um. It's fairly intense. Uh, now, down to business. He's uncut. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and he is a shower, not a grower. <laughs> so, That's it's all true. there. What you see is what you get. Like. Whereas that other guy, yep, he yeah. is a he's a grower. He's not oh, a shower. Let's hope he's a grower. <laughs> uh, well, all you can hope is that he's a grower, but that might be it. Which is always the always the <laughs> downside. And look, all I'll say about this is that his his spaz persona is quite sweet, That's I suppose. True. Um, a little obstinate, um, but childlike. Um, and apart from that, he does ex- request a gangbang. So <laughs> I don't true. know if that's. I feel like I don't know if that washes with everything else. So look, I feel like that he's a bit Jim Jones, like cult yeah. leader like, and we've. We've mm. we've come in towards the end though, so he's hot, he's yes. sweaty, he's taking too many drugs, <laughs> like he's at the worst part. It's, Maybe it's, it's not, not the not beginning the, of Keith no, Raniere. That's right. Yes. Like yeah. when he's the first day he said, "Hey, you want to play that's some exactly volleyball?" Exactly right. Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, shit, yeah, let's do yeah. it, let's do it." And then he's like, "Can I brand? Can I brand your pussy?" 
Oh, no, I won't do it. I'm going to get some hot chicks naked to do it. But I'm He's like, it. I want those 4 a.m. walks. We're not at the walks yet. He's, yeah. <laughs> the recorded walks. Oh, what a creeper. Oh, so good. What am I hero in many ways? Short man. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, anyway, Stoffer, keeper or creeper? Nah, too, I reckon, for me. Okay, yep, creeper. creeper. Well, that was that's a wash, but that's okay. We've had it. We've had um, a keeper recently, so I feel like you know, that's, that's okay. You know, I, we probably shouldn't have had any keepers, really. But that just shows my terrible standards. <laughs> it's good that you said that. Frank's a nice hey, guy. I I think Max from Max Monomore should have been a keeper. <laughs> he got close. I think. He got close. All the that's apes right. got close. Yes, that's right. All right, who's ready for trivia? Yes. I have only a few uh, a few grabs of trivia here. Uh, famously, English critic Mark Kermode uh, got thrown out of the screening at the Cannes Film Festival for loudly heckling the film and yelling, this is shit, in French. <laughs> Fucking Kermode, man. Like, again, I, 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 would, he, I like him, but I want to ask him and say, okay, Mark, are you yeah. wanna, do you want to take it back now? This, this or She-Hulk attorney at law? Yeah. Absolutely. This or Thor Part 4. Come yeah. on. Wake up, bro. So uh, we've already covered this, but it's the second film in uh, Lars von Trier's Golden Heart Trilogy in which the hero- heroines remain naive uh, despite their actions. The two other parts are Breaking the Waves from 96 and Dancer in the Dark from 2000. Uh, this film was banned in UK blockbuster stores. <laughs> yes. It's uh, one of Tom Six's favourite films. Uh Tom Six, he was the uh, creator of the Human Centipede trilogy. Oh, oh yes, famous. So I, I actually haven't seen those. Um, mm. yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I, I have friends that that uh, you know are surprised I haven't seen them. Yeah, for some reason. like him. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, people have recommended it to me too. They've been like, "Oh, you'll love it." Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, what do you mean? I'm like, I like, I like Gene Kelly. You know? <laughs> I tap dance, motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? Well, you, you should know, say, you okay, I'll, I'll, I'll see your uh, human centipede, but I'll raise you an idiot <laughs> or, 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 yeah. or, or, or a devils. Mm. You know? And they go, nah, I'm not watching that. Yeah. Uh, my last little bit here, the penetrative sex was achieved by using porn actors. So mm. there you go. There I go indeed. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> okay, me too. Well, it's only a short one tonight. So, uh, spazzing, it seems, is yet uh, another in a long line of tactics men have concocted to get that trim. Uh, the cover of mental retardation allows many crimes to be committed and, uh, and to go unpunished. Stoffer presents his erect member in the shower to women and... Uh, AJ, there is nothing more violent than a hard penis, by the way. In a female locker probably. (laughs) The potential violence of a a, a male penis. Well, actually, but at least, you know, he he presented as a male and he's like, yeah, I'm a male. He's my penis. It's like, what do you expect? He didn't come in, you know, in a crop top and pumps and and then say, oh, hello, ladies, and then go, whoa, what do you think of that? Uh, so anyway, another uh, of the the group, Miguel, uh, tries to look up the skirt of Nana. At one point, uh, he's behind her, and then he's clapping ecstatically after he's seen what he likes. Um, and then we have, of course, the most damning of all episodes, Stoffer suggesting that the group engage in an impromptu spaz gangbang, which they do, with one woman being chased by horny retards in the garden until she submits. Uh, the group then all fall in a heap. It's a ball of sex-starved pseudo-mongs all going for it. Uh, need I mentioned that there are also several shots of unsimulated sexual activity in this movie. Now, uh, we see hard penis entering Virgin like it's no big thing. <laughs> Uh, now, I was in r- outraged until I discovered Von Trier had, as Ricky uh, pointed out, engaged sex workers to do the shots. And as we know, sex workers real work, so carry on, I say. Uh, they're just doing doing God's the work. right thing. God's work. Uh, and look, just a small thing. I, I, I don't need to mention it, but there was the lack of disabled trans and non-binary folks. That's where the next uh, is, is a problem in the movie, as we know. 
Heavens to Bechtel, you know, we, we, we cover this as well. This is the Bechtel test is uh, uh, an informal way to evaluate bias against women. And a work passes the Bechtel test if, one, it has two named women, two, uh, they talk to each other, and three, about something other than a man. So The Idiots does have two named women in it, at least. It's got Karen, Josephine, Susanna, Nana. The women do oh. talk to each other. Uh, but I feel like at least a couple of them talk about a man, oh. you know? They talk about Jep oh, at one right. point because he's involved with Josephine. But I don't know if Karen and Suzanne have a substantial chat at the end, really. Mm. So I don't know. I think it might, I think it maybe passes. Yeah, I think so. I think it maybe passes. I think mm. it does, yeah. So this is good. This is good. Let's put this up there with Frozen <laughs> and the rest of them. <laughs> uh, uh quality <laughs> in medium... <laughs> Close. <laughs> the surveying of fine wine. Quantity, quantity was uh, s- uh, sparse, but diverse, surprising even. So, no, one woman, uh, very sort of tight body. That nana, you know, tanned and tight. You know, she's they're there. They kind of looked a bit fake, actually. Her, yeah, they did look one, fake. They, they had that, oh, I've got the, that look, I, I can pick them. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, nah, yeah. I'm out. The other chick, though, Josephine, her body, 10 out of 10. Like, just like, just na- all natural. You're next door. You know, just, just, oh, just yeah. like, I was like, I was like, don't change a thing. <laughs> and so... It was, uh, it was good. We didn't have Max on a more, uh, you know, sort of jubblies, but it was, it was certainly, certainly hot. I feel like that's what you're going to do next. That's what the rating should be. Yes. Yes. How many chef's kisses? Two out of five. I remember that. So anyway, that's the boobometer. And I know that everyone has been waiting I think they skipped to that section. They do, they do. Ooh, oh, yeah. gotta find out. Oh, no. did you mean I missed the big <laughs> You got time, Sam. That yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Excellent. Well, I've got uh, a few reviews here. A.O. Scott wrote a critical review in the New York Times, calling the film a two-hour semi-pornographic Mentos commercial and signalled out uh, the final scene in particular for strong criticism, stating that the film descends to truly contemptible emotional brutality. Uh, Owen Glibberman in Entertainment Weekly described the film as a raw, funny, maddening ramble, where Von Trier seeks catharsis by pushing everything to extremes and described the final scene as a gripping moment of high torment. Mm -hmm. So I think Owen gets it. Uh, Someone who doesn't get it is Ebert, so uh, he wrote uh, sort of he, he couched his review of this within what what he felt was uh, a really lackluster year at Cannes Film Festival. He felt that no one was deserving of the war uh, of the award that year, and uh, he, he goes on to say uh, that. That is evidence uh, of the mounting disappointment. Uh, I offer an astoundingly bad film titled "The Idiots." by Danish director Lars von Trier. This is the same man who made the masterful Breaking the Waves, so of course he was invited back to Cannes this year with his new film, but this time he seems to have had a temporary lapse of judgment. The Idiots comes uh, attached to a silly manifesto called Dogma 95, signed by (laughs) von Trier and a few of his Danish filmmaking colleagues, that calls for all movies to be shot on location, without sets, without genres, without special effects, without gratuitous scenes, and without a directorial signature. While a great film could no doubt be made that would observe all of these rules, Von Trier's The Idiots is evidence that a bad one can result just as easily. Dogma 95 can be dismissed with three little words. Form follows function. Twaddle. (laughs) I I don't get it. Like, how could you not be but moved? Yes. I I don't understand. Like, like... uh, I, I totally I think your criticism about the um the style is it totally warranted and I think that it, 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 the Dogma ninety five aesthetic is challenging absolutely but you do get over it eventually and I mean look you can you can check out of anything if you want like you could watch um fucking Lawrence of Arabia and check out at the beginning and go oh, fuck like you know so you got to kind of work a little bit but 
Once you're in, but the, sto- yeah. in, the um, story, it just shows that you need a fucking story. If you're going to complete the checklist, you yeah. got to have something. And I don't know why you wouldn't be involved in, in, in what they're doing. It's on the face. It's, it's, it's very interesting. A group of people pretending to be something they're not in this way is very interesting. It's way more interesting than them pulling off a fucking Ocean's Eleven heist. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, it's, what's interesting because there is a film uh, with Robert De Niro and uh, Edward Norton where, where Norton spends the majority of the movie pretending to be intellectually disabled to, to get into the bank or whatever, though. I can't quite remember the premise. But oh, the score. The we score. talked about the yes, score. We have. Yes, it's come up twice. This is better than this. It is better than the score. <laughs> It is, and yeah, it's. I just think that the Europeans are just working on a different level, and I, I want to know. I mean, Ebert, uh, may he rest in peace, is 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 long gone, but uh, I would just want to know if guy if guys like him spent much time overseas. Like he might have gone to the, the Venice and Cannes and stuff, but did he live in other countries or mm. res- research them or, or, or in 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 the way that because because America is you know understandably and look. I've, I say it every time, every fucking week. I love America, so don't give me this shit of like, oh, you hassling America. That's I won't, mm. I won't hear it. More American than some Americans. So, uh, it's you just got to remember, America isn't the world. Like Europe has a different, we got a different rhythm, a different uh, view of sex and death and love and life and everything. So, and you've got to meet them on their terms. Sometimes you can't bring your baggage to it. And sometimes I think that people like Ebert are bringing their baggage to these films. They're like, Oh, you know, or even that, the A.O. Scott saying, Oh, the, the moment of uh, emotional brutality. And I'd say, well, I'd say Europe's a very old country with a very old and brutal mm. history and brutal history. And I think there are a lot, and you know, at, and no, no offense. I, I don't know. Maybe, this, maybe that particular reviewer, you know, has experienced a lot of trauma in life. I don't, I don't know, but you know, some of these countries have had tanks rolling across their their lands. I mean, what you know, not think about um uh one of our uh, uh our beloved uh, guests who 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 we get on regularly, Amina. She she she's got a background from the Bo- mm. the Bosnian War for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You know, and I asked her. I said, "Do you think that your experiences there sort of inform your your outlook?" And she said. Of course they do. <laughs> like like it's and 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 so I don't know. I just wonder about about you know it's it's easy to shut yourself off and you just go wow. Like I feel like the ending of this movie is what's really going on out there. That's 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 the real tragedy. Take the ending there. of that movie, yeah. Mm. And what, what, is, <laughs> what it? is it like? It's just a, it's just a yeah. Game, yeah. You need yes. that ending. Yeah, it's an episode of The Office or something. Yeah, like it's not like the ending is. It's a piece of resistance, and it just changes the whole deal. And mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I obviously can't speak highly enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's interesting reading those reviews from when it came out. I I, I think these people would have a different view of it, seeing where cinema is mm. now. You know, and and yeah. the endless superhero movies and and the endless CG sequences. Yeah, absolutely. And the lack of story. They're speaking from mm. a land of plenty. Yeah, like like yeah, it's easy from, you know, in the nineties when you've just come from watching, you know, fucking Lost Highway and Pulp Fiction, and then to to go oh, oh what is this oh this isn't up to my standards, mm. and then you go I think you need to enjoy yourself, my bro, because it ain't gonna last. Mm. And then before you know it, you're not even gonna get Jackie Brown, which is a great mm. film. Like you're gonna get other stuff, and it's not good. So uh, what are we giving this on the Me Too meter? Oh fuck! I don't, know. I don't even know. Um, I like that the meter that we created baffles us every week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I think it's the same. <laughs> it's, it's got to be high because well, it's because got there's, cock in it. there's rape and in so it. Yeah, there's cock in it. There's rape in it. There's rape. There's and the whole movie like, is making fun. And the, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't even say so, spaz anymore. Uh, I know, but I said it, and uh, <laughs> I should be able to. I don't use baz. <laughs> well, you can't say any of the no. words that I said That's in my exactly intro. Right. So. No, can't say it. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. I believe was it Beyonce changed some ableist yeah. language recently. And oh, Lizzo. yes, kind of both a... of them did. Really? Yep. Good on them. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, look, I, I, yeah, it has to be yeah. I. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's another way of looking at, at this that for the wokes. Is I think that they would just say, yeah, it's mm. ten out of ten. Yeah. Say it's, it's another it's ten. Out of 10. Oh, player. as soon as they see the, them in the taxi taking the piss, yeah. they'll be like, turn it off. You're ruining my <laughs> world. <laughs> yes, they would. Yeah. Well, they would do that. They would do that, and then and they would make sure that there'd be a protest um, at the uni. <laughs> well, they'd be the part. The people who tried to get, yeah. Von Trier cancelled, you know, just for doing what he does. <laughs> so fuck those guys because we're going to continue on uh, this trilogy. Next week we're going to do Breaking the Waves from 1996. Um, yeah. The one so that Ebert liked. The one that Ebert liked. So, yeah, I mean, anything could happen, you know. Um, oh, just a warning, it's lo- it's longer. Oh, okay. I needed so that. Thanks. plan your week appropriately. <laughs> you can't just knock it off. Okay. Memory so it might be two and a half or something. Okay. But it is good. It's proper. There's proper people in it and it's it's good. <laughs> so just put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> we said we said yeah. Didn't we? We we did. Okay. Didn't we? We did. We did. We did. I feel like we didn't say the word mong enough. <laughs> No, it was never one of my favourites. I don't feel like it was a go-to for me. Like, do you think that's real Aussie? More UK, yeah, isn't it? Is. More of a UK mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, um, yeah. Or there's something about Mary. Mungo. <laughs> we used to say spatchy a lot. Really? Spatchy. Yeah. You could probably bring that. Well, we, no, we used to say sped. Oh. Really? Special ed, you know. We'd say, oh, oh don't, okay. be, don't be a sped. Just say the R word. Don't be sped. <laughs> Classic, just the classic. We we used to say tard. Oh yeah, yeah. Tard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think probably I used to do a bit of an impression. Yeah. For, as that accompanied. It. <laughs> well, we oh, could see that when you did the claw hand. <laughs> and then you put your tongue like at the bottom of your lip, like that sort of thing. Oh right? yeah, the tongue down you there. Like imagine that. No, ima- how quickly could you get cancelled now if you went like if someone was like. Oh, 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 what do you think about this? And then you went, oh, you just did that sound in <laughs> oh, the tongue. God. And you did that. And they'd go, what did you just do? And I'd go, oh, I just said something in my, my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and they'd go, well, I know what's in your mouth. And they'd say, it's, uh, it's you're, you're cancelled. That's what's in your mouth and everything else. You fucking, you fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, until next time. Long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Um, I like hot, hot chick scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> we know that <laughs> from the last okay. few weeks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. Don't shame me. Just don't. Just don't shame me. All right. I can't take it. <laughs>